When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Your SEC Insider hit is brought to you by AgUp Equipment. And your next John Deere tractor to manage your land, your hunting camp, your farm. AgUp.com. AgUp Equipment with 17 locations. John Deere, America's tractor, Ag Up Equipment, agup.com. John Deere, America's tractor. Your SEC insider hit is driven by your next John Deere tractor at Ag Up Equipment. Well, here we go. We got a big one in Stark Vegas this weekend. Um, Mississippi State will host the Texas A&M Aggies, who uh, a lot of us left for dead, and now they've ripped off two big wins against the Miami Hurricanes and the Arkansas Razorbacks. And we welcome in Olin Buchanan, A&M Insider, Tex Axe, joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line. So, Olin, after the past couple of weeks with wins over Miami and Arkansas, uh, are you buying this A&M team now? Uh, can, I, can I rent a home? <laughs> you know um I'll, I'll give them this they're they're resilient they play with a lot of effort um they're still making mistakes that that make no sense like uh getting a delay of game coming out of a kickoff um and uh you know dropping like they had a chance for a big touchdown pass against arkansas the guy's open and, of course, the quarterback's going to lead him a little bit, and the guy stopped stopped running. And then, oh, it's going to be over my head and try to jump and catch it. And if he just – if he doesn't stop running, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy touchdown. And uh, just things like that just, just don't make any sense. Now, um, it's a young football team. Everybody knows that they're playing a lot of guys from the, the uh, recruiting class and everything. But, uh, like, the guy that made that mistake, the guy's been here three years. So, um, but you know, they're, they play with a lot of, uh, a lot of effort and a lot of all the, all the cliches that coaches like, you know, all the grit and determination and all those things, you know, you see it from them, but, um, you're still waiting to see them play really good football. Olin Buchanan, A&M insider on the out of bounds show, a nice Smith going down. What, what does that mean? The impact on Max Johnson? And on Jimbo Fisher's play calling and so on. Well, we'll see, but you know, just from you know, first reaction. I mean, it's it, I, I don't. I mean, this is extremely, extraordinarily significant. I mean, uh, he's the the offense isn't that good right now. I don't think they've scored three touchdowns uh, against an FPS opponent probably uh, until uh, well, since, since this year they haven't. Three offensive touchdowns. I mean, and now you're going to take your second best uh, offensive weapon out of the out of the mix. Um, 
they're they have some they have a talent at at receiver, but it's you know it's a lot of young guys who are still making mistakes, and he's a steadily setting influence in there, and uh, you know he's a that you know heart and soul type of guy. You know they say I I think they might even lose lose more in terms of some of the intangible factors of the quote leadership and just the the guy that can uh, when you need a big play he's the guy you look for than just overall production. You know, he only caught caught one pass last week against Arkansas before he got hurt, but it was a uh, but it was a uh, uh, it got him a first down on second and thirty. He got uh, you know turned it into a thirty. And it wasn't like he ran thirty two yards downfield. You know, he caught about fifteen yards downfield and then uh, juked and ran his way for the first down. And you know, he, the, the play got hurt on. He was blocking downfield. So I mean, that tells you the kind of guy he is. So um, I. Yeah, I think it, it's it's extremely significant now. You know, we'll see if some of the young guys can come and step in that role. But uh, that's been that's one of your two best players. How would you describe? I know A Chain is the dude on offense. Super talented. Yeah. Got it. You got to know where he is, what he's doing, all that. Kid's amazing. How would you describe Max Johnson's play the last two weeks? Uh, I'm sorry, for our listeners, quarterback for A&M. Go ahead, Owen. Sorry. Yeah, efficient. You know, the first thing that Max has done is he's not making mistakes. And that will take you a long way. And that's been a problem for A&M, their quarterbacks. Uh, Big problem last year. He's not making huge – he's not putting up huge numbers, even though he could have. And, again, run run your route, dude. You're wide open. Don't stop. Uh, But – he he's just he's not making the the big mistake that that kills you the the mistake that Zach Calzada made a lot that Haynes King last year Haynes King was making earlier this year and quite frankly up until uh, uh, his senior year Kellerman had a tendency to make so uh, it's only been two games I haven't looked back uh, to last year at LSU he didn't have an interception in any of his last three games so he's on a roll. Uh, and uh, gosh, a quarterback that can take care of the ball uh, is a is a really good thing for Texas A and M. Now uh, he's going to have to do more than that moving forward. It's going to be hard without Nias. Uh, he he actually I thought played extremely well under the circumstances against Arkansas. You know the touchdown passing through to Evan Stewart. Um, he had uh, Drew Sanders in his face. I mean it was like I, he turned around and the blitzing linebacker was right on top of him. And he was able to get rid of the ball for a touchdown, uh, but he was—he's been under constant pres- pressure uh, because of a inconsistent, underperforming defensive. I mean, I'm sorry, offensive line. Um, uh, he had a nice 33-yard scramble, but there was a, uh, a block in the back downfield that you know turned it into like a 15-yard scramble. Still got the first down, but you know, so, so he's he's been okay. Has he been spectacular? No, but right now. I think A and M first needed a guy that wasn't going to make big mistakes, and maybe the 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 numbers will come later. Surely hope so. But if with their defense, which is playing pretty well, if if your quarterback can keep your offense from just turning the ball over and making gross mistakes, um, I think you're going to have a shot. Okay. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. 
After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Uh, Olin Buchanan, texags.com. Uh, he joins us on the Yingling Lager guest line, A&M, MSU, 3 o'clock, uh, Startable. And uh, it's a monster game for both teams. Um, and I expect it to be a close game. When you look at who A&M has faced and as far as their defense and really haven't played a team that can really chunk it around at a high level. Um, and you know what Mississippi State's going to want to do. Uh, spray it around in that air raid. So how would you size up the A&M secondary against Will Rogers and Mississippi State's receivers? Well, I disagree with you about not throwing anybody chunking around. Uh, you know, we saw Appalachian State put, what, 40 points on uh, North Carolina in a quarter. And then uh, we heard – you know, for all off season, that Tyler Van Dyke at Miami is supposed to be a, a possible number one draft choice uh, as a passing quarterback, and uh, you know KJ Jefferson. Now they don't they don't throw a lot, uh, but you know he's been having a big year. I think their secondary uh, matches up well with just about anybody. Now I thought what A and M did last year, I thought it was one of the be- one of the few bad schemes that Mike Elko had was he rushed three and dropped everybody back, which is fine, but don't drop them back 10 yards because Mike Leach is going to have have you throwing it five yards, and I'll take five yards all the way down the field. Uh, and then eventually, you know, they're going to break something. And uh, I just thought it was a very uh, passive scheme, waiting for you to, you know, just asking to, uh, just inviting you to, to uh, move the football, and they did. Uh, I think you're going to have to be a little more aggressive than that. But I think as a, as a secondary, A&M matches up really well with a lot of people. Now, uh, Will Rogers is uh, the most experienced, I think, quarterback. They, they will – well, I guess the guy at Appalachian State had a lot of experience. But when you put, put add experience and uh, you know, uh, ability, uh, Will Rogers is probably the best quarterback they face. They will have faced, including the Van Dyke guy, uh, that that's getting all this hype, um, so it's going to be a huge challenge. And and quite frankly, anytime A and M goes to, we talked about this before. Anytime A and M goes to Starkville, you're looking over your shoulder because crazy things happen in Starkville. Better teams than this one have gone to Starkville and lost frequently. So A and M is going to have to that that defense is going to have to come up with a better 
plan. Now, D.J. Durkin held them to, what, 21 points last year. And quite frankly, I think if you could do that again, 21 points might be enough to win the game. But I'll also say this, you know, you just can't count on A&M to score 21 points uh, the, the way their offense is going, especially without an eye sense. So, um, it's like you said, a close game. I believe that's true. Uh, and I think A&M is going to have a really hard time with um, with Mississippi State's passing game because they always do. But they pro- this is probably the best secondary they've had. Not wanting to say this is the best secondary they've had since they've been in the uh, SEC. Okay, w- without a doubt. Uh, that said, they're not putting any pressure on the quarterback. So I don't care how good you are. It's kind of like the running back that can't get any yards without a good offensive line. Well, if a you know quarterback has all day to sit back there and wait, they're going to find somebody to come open, and uh, you know nobody does that better than Mississippi State. Why why aren't they getting pressure on the QB? Um, you know, I think what you have, it's funny. We had a guy that that an A an A&M guy that played offensive line in the uh, in the NFL for about ten years, and we were talking to him last week about it. He said, you know. When when we would he's talking about when he was in uh, playing with in the NFL he said we had guys big time guys come in uh, as as uh, rookies and a lot of times they couldn't you saw the the ability but they couldn't rush the passer because they hadn't understood how to do it yet in terms of learning all the different moves and uh, you know maybe there's something to that because they have guys that are quick and athletic but right now I'm not seeing the speed rush. I'm seeing a lot of guys are trying to bull their way through, and every now and then they'll get there on quickness. Uh, they're not getting the sacks and the volume like they got last year. Um, and I think it's just because you have a lot of guys that are just trying to run through the guy that's blocking them. And uh, a guy like, say, Shamar Turner or sophomore, sometimes he's shown a quickness to get past the guard. They don't have the kind of ends that they had last year rush the passer. Most of the most of the uh, pressure they they have is coming from uh, uh, the interior linemen. And one of the guys they thought was going to be their best pass rushing interior lineman is McKinley Jackson, the Mississippi guy. Oh, yeah. He's been hurt all year. Will he be back? They haven't had him. I don't know. He played some against Miami, I think just a handful of plays. And I don't think he played at all against Arkansas. Okay. You know, he played all of last year with a torn labrum. So there's no doubt he's tough as nails. But uh, they haven't exactly said what it is this year. I think I heard something about his foot. So I would have suspect that if he can go at all, he'll go. I'm sure he wants to play uh, in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need him because uh, they've got to do something, I think, to, uh, to boost that pass rush. If, uh, you know, I, I think if you give Will Rogers six or seven seconds to step back, then you're asking for a lot of trouble. Yeah. Well, all right, so A&M has more talent. Mississippi State looks like, you know, they've got the more efficient offense. I'm not that impressed with MSU on defense. Um, so, you know, we, we've got a three-point spread right now, MSU, which is odd. I, I think that that'll swing back to A&M, but we'll see. Um, call, who do you like in the game? I typically, no matter what the situation is, take the team that I think has the most talent. Okay, so I would, I would go with A&M, but, I, like, I wouldn't put any money on it. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't feel that good about it. Uh, uh, I think that, you know, again, if you have a quarterback that's not going to 
make mistakes, and hopefully he won't. Uh, then you know you put it on Devon A. Chain and, and your defense, and uh, so far that's been enough. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Mississippi State. I have to admit, the last, I was watching their game against. Uh, I watched a little bit of their game against uh, Arizona because I got home late from a game, and then uh, I saw I, I turned off the game against LSU, and they were winning twelve zero. And then I turned out and saw that they, they, they got beat or something like that, 13 nothing. Right. And, and then I saw they got beat. I was, I was like, how did that happen? So uh, I don't – haven't seen a lot of what's going on with Mississippi State. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think A&M. Uh, they've won, you know, two games that they probably weren't supposed to. But uh, I got to tell you, I, I couldn't say it with any conviction. <laughs> All right, what about the atmosphere? It'll be packed, and you, you mentioned there's a bunch oh, of young players. Bills. I know. Aren't you excited? <laughs> yeah, I, I love the atmosphere at, uh, at uh, Starkville. I really do. I, I enjoy it, but sometimes the cowbells get a little bit loud for an old guy. You don't start to make my ears hurt. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great atmosphere, and I think you said it's a big game for both teams. A&M has Alabama next week. Uh, A&M's getting a little bit better each week, but they need to take a – they need to start getting a lot better. Um, and, uh, again, going to Starkville, A&M never gets better in Starkville. Even A&M survives in Starkville, except that first year in 2012 with Johnny Manziel. And I guess uh, even in 2020, uh, they won that game by, I think, a couple of touchdowns. But, uh, you know, they had a intercept – they had a pass that doinked off of uh, – of uh, Anaya Smith's shoulder pads went right into to what the kid Forbes yes his uh, hands and he turned into a touchdown all of a sudden it was a game and mm-hmm. things like that just happened in Starkville so um, you know uh, I, I know it's going to be a, it's a big game for both teams it's going to be a great atmosphere and I wish I knew what to expect mm. I, but I don't me too um, all right we'll leave it there Olin Buchanan Texags.com. <laughs> Uh, and you'll be making the trip to start Vegas, right? Absolutely. Staying in Jackson on uh, Saturday night, on I mean, Friday night, and making the drive in. Okay. All right. Pearl, actually. We're staying in Pearl. We heard something. There's a problem with the water in Jackson. So we decided to make sure we were staying outside the city limits. I don't know if it's still a problem there or not. It, they they got it fixed, but probably okay. a good call. Probably a good <laughs> call, good, my good man. So, All right. Uh, thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks, Owen. Take care, man. Olin Buchanan, texags.com, and he joined us on the Yingling Lager guest line uh, talking A&M, uh, Mississippi State, a three-point favorite according to Caesars, and um, I expect that line to move. So we'll see how we'll see how it shakes out over the next few days. Um, he does think that the A&M secondary is pretty damn good, but he said that they've struggled with their pass rush. Um. You know, I don't, I'm not ready to make, the MSU offensive line looks average to solid. Um, they'll need to have a big day to, to keep Will Rogers, you know, clean and give him some time to, uh, now granted in that offense, you can get, you can get rid of the football quick and, uh, I would think that that will be the focus. So if they struggle 
defensively getting pressure, which, I mean, again, I, I understand what he's saying about App State scoring against North Carolina. I'm pretty sure Gene Chizik never showed up when they hired him. I think he's still, you know, I don't know, in Charlotte or something like that. <laughs> like, they're not, you know, not playing defense. I, I don't – to compare what Mississippi State's doing passing the ball to anything they face at this point would be asinine and incorrect, in my opinion. I think that this will be an absolute test of A&M, and if they're not getting pressure and they have to bring five, because like you said, they dropped they dropped eight a ton last year, and they got chewed up. If they start bringing four and five, I mean, what is could Mississippi State? It's hard to play zone when you start bringing four and five people, and and so could that allow Mississippi State to score some? I don't want to call them cheap plays, but like get more yards after catch than we right. used to. Yeah. Well, they need to. That's for sure. And. A&M not having the edge rushers that they have is interesting. And McKinley Jackson's foot, uh, up, according to Olin Buchanan, maybe some kind of foot injury. How healthy will he be? Does he want to play against um, his home state team? Absolutely. Um, what was he? Moss Point? Somewhere down in South Mississippi. Number one player, Jimbo yeah. came in and, uh, and grabbed a couple of years ago in McKinley Jackson. Uh, MSU didn't even get a visit. Uh, Ole Miss made a run at it. Uh, eh, maybe not even late, but they they did make a run at it late, and McKinley ended up in in College Station. So there you go. And and Max Johnson's been safe. Yeah, he's a he's the quintessential 2010 Alabama quarterback. Yeah, don't screw it up. Don't screw it up. He's been through the fire. I have no doubt he will perform. I have no doubt that A-Chain will do what he can do. The rest of their team is very young and very inexperienced in a lot of areas. That's, to me, the question of what does the atmosphere do? You know, I don't think Max Johnson gets rattled at all. He's been through the fire. But the rest of that squad is very inexperienced. And as we talk about in the NFL, we see good quarterbacks struggle when receivers can't get open. You know, I don't know what the state defense will do, but... If they can make life a little bit more difficult for Max Johnson, I mean, I think they have a chance. A&M is very undermanned offensively at this point. And so is Mississippi State on defense. Yeah, but they did, they started undermanned. That's the difference. True. A&M had some talent, and then they all got hurt. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Mississippi State ever had the talent. Well, I'm not going to call it today. So we've got all week between uh, – the dogs and Aggies and the Rebs and the Cats. Big Blue Nation. Uh, what? Well, I think Mississippi State will probably wear white and A&M wears maroon. I think. You usually wear white on the road, don't you? I think that flip-flopped about the last 10 years. Let's see if I can find what they're wearing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll roll out some maroon and A&M will be in white. You'll have to stay focused during the game since it's a lot of maroon and white on the yeah, field. <laughs> that is accurate. That is accurate. Uh, hold on. What color are we? Maroon? White? Okay. Um, some of you commented on Mississippi State's uniforms from this past weekend. I don't know if I can get into that as much as I want to. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, Blake, should we make the trip to London? Yes, absolutely. You want to pay for me to go to London? Sure. Well, we got to find, you know, kind of like the NFL draft. They took the COVID restriction traveling stuff off, too, so I can get back and not miss another week. <laughs> Have you? Has, do you think anyone's ever done radio in Mississippi from across the pond? Could we be groundbreaking? I mean, we already are, but could we do it again? 
Boy, that's a good question. We should do that. Uh, let's go to a Ryder Cup and let's do a show. We won't even have to wake up early. It won't be till like three o'clock. Yeah. All right. It's six hours ahead in okay. Ireland. So it's probably uh, about th- the same in England. Okay. One or two or three. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Kind of a, a an after lunch show. For us. But it'd still be morning here. <laughs> From the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Wherever it is, we don't care. And we'll we'll do a show or two. Yeah. We just need to figure out a a, a sponsor to pay for it like they did the NFL draft. I like that plan. Yeah. I'll go to Europe again. Vikings, Saints at 8.30 in the morning. So you need to pour your Guinness. Get your fantasy lineup set early. <laughs> Yo, that's true because the Vikings Saturday had night. another good win, man. Saturday night, baby. You know, two and one. Um, Kirk Cousins. Boy, DeMario Davis was ticked. So they'll play in uh, London. Uh, Tottenham? Yeah. Stadium. The Tottenham Spurs, baby. The Tottenham Spurs. Premier League. Viking Saints, 8.30 Sunday morning. Let's book our flight right now. I love it. That thing will be over at 11.30, and we still won't, we'll still wait 30 minutes for the 12 o'clock games. Oh, that's phenomenal. Saints playing in London this weekend. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, it's, it's National Pancake Day. You can smash some pancakes at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B3. They have the wonderful pancakes. Have a great day. Hit the podcast on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow with Mike Dettelier. See you.